Welcome to another Keel Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. This week, if you've noticed anything about the times when I have someone with me on the interview, I always screw up the opening, so I hope you can forgive me this one time, but... I have a very special guest with me, none other than Captain Jay from the Crow's Nest YouTube channel. Captain Jay, how are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. So I wanted to bring you on. One, because you and I have been friends online for a while now. A long time now, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're one of the first people that I ever talked to that made content for the game uh, around the time that I, I was looking to start making content for the game and i was going out and kind of trying to find anyone that was willing to talk about sea of thieves so it's been <laughs> anyone and everyone been, yeah and, and it's been a long time since uh since since we've got to chatting and um i wanted to kind of bring you on one to talk about this week's update and kind of what we're what we can expect with future content that's coming up on the 14th but also because i wanted to kind of spotlight your youtube content i've had um I've had Captain Falcor on a couple times or a few times and uh, a couple of the the rare devs and stuff, but um, I wanted to get you on the podcast because you've been like a, a big inspiration for my content as well. And we've had so many good discussions about the game that I, I wanted to see now that I know that you have some time and you've been really busy lately to get you on to talk about your experience with, uh, with what's been going on with the anniversary update with the black powder uh, stashes and, and dark relics coming up so um starting off where when did you get started with the crow's nest oh man uh ooh, that's a good question i got started with the crow's nest uh a little more than three years ago i think it was uh 20 2016 uh is when is when i got started with that it was a few months after uh sea of thieves was first officially announced back in what e3 2015 2016 it feels like a lifetime ago now um but i, I started yeah. up uh, a few months after that um maybe six months after after the uh after the announcement of the game um still you know before there was a forum before there was a website before there was anything uh, it was really just reddit and someone had just kind of slapped together early on in the day um, and I thought of, you know, using TCN as a way to, to pay back, um, my own, my own experience growing up and, and basically looking up guides and news and stuff on, on the internet back in the early days of like game facts and whatnot. Um, I thought, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to contribute as best as I can, um, to anybody who's willing to listen. Um, and it was just, you know, it was just a small little project that, that I had going, um, at, at the time. And I remember, you know, uh, someone asked me, they were like, what do you, what do you plan on getting out of it? And I was like, I don't know, nothing. And I was like, I was like, I'd be lucky if I get a hundred, you know, a hundred subscribers or something like that. And fast forward to today and it's like over 25,000. And I'm like, what, how did, how did all this happen? I don't even know. I don't even know how I got here, but I'm, I'm super thankful for it. Um, I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of people. I've, I've done a lot of things. You know, I've, I've had some awesome experiences, uh, you know, meeting up with the devs, going out to E3, um, years ago when it was still close to the public i've i've been really really fortunate really really lucky and and your your content has always uh kind of focused on sea thieves but you've breached you've kind of gone out a couple times to to visit other games 
and some of the, the the games that you always pick tend to be stuff that is still pretty pretty relevant to history and yep. and that's because you're an actual history teacher right? that is right or early on um some people were quick to learn that in the community spotlight i did ages ago and uh yeah history teacher um and f- funny funny enough um video games is kind of what got me into into the history um early on um and i'm talking mm-hmm. you know like the the old school medal of honors like way back in the day like medal of honor allied assault medal of honor underground and i kind of fell in love with you know like world war ii history and it got me interested from there and and that was right around the time where um saving private ryan was popping up in theaters um worldwide so it was just you know the the perfect storm of of just events and and things in pop culture that kind of pushed me further and further down the line and and i've grown to to love world war ii history and pirate history and other other aspects of history um that i don't you know necessarily show off uh on tcn or anything like that but that's that's how i got started as odd as it may sound it it was all video games that's that's it's so funny that you that you bring that up because i can totally i can totally see how that kind of came about and so you brought up like pirate history now how how what was kind of the introduction that that got you interested in pirate history oh man um I was always a fan. Of, ready? Here, this, this is the weird one. I was always a fan of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride, mm-hmm. and then the movies. When uh, the first one came out, I took it to a whole other level. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, just just natural curiosity um, kind of pushed me further in that direction. And um, you know, who doesn't like who doesn't like you know tropical tropical paradise you know, seaside or something like that. So mm-hmm. it was just one of those things that, that I was kind of drawn to um, early on and, and trying to separate, you know, the facts from fiction, um, you know, what, what Hollywood wanted to show versus what actually took place is something that I was always drawn to. So that's, that's how I got involved in pirate history. Um, so I, I was always a fan of that. And again, you know, through Pirates of the Caribbean, the film, the ride, um, through, through that, when I saw the, the announcement for Sea of Thieves, I was like, hmm, this one looks like a winner. Like there was just something about that, that I was like into the whole MMO scene. Um, and, and I was like, wait, what is this game? You know, this seems to be a massive world. This seems to have other people involved. This is not single player. This is a sprawling pirate world, if you will. Um, and that's how I got drawn into Sea of Thieves. That's how I got drawn into pirate history in, in the long term of things, uh, just like that. Come to join me, crew lad. Welcome aboard. And I, I know that you've been a huge fan of Pirates of the Caribbean, even to the point where you've actually made quite a, a pretty spot on cosplay of Jack Sparrow that you, you actually went to uh, New York Comic Con as. Um, and did you get a chance to actually meet the, the rare devs there with your, uh, with your Jack Sparrow outfit? <laughs> so I, I, I did. Um, there's like photos of me on Twitter. Um, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, putting on that whole persona, if you will, because you know, when you, when you wear that costume, it's, it's one of those things that you don't just wear the costume, you become the costume. Um, so the public expects you to act a certain way, to walk a certain way, to talk a certain way. So it was kind of fun living that out um, and, and trying to, you know, get that uh, get that spot on Jack Sparrow or Captain Jack Sparrow, if, if yeah. I really want to be honest. <laughs> it was, it's one of those <laughs> things to, to really get that whole persona going. Um, I did meet up with the devs, but I had met up with them, I think it was the day before, 
um, I had actually dressed up. So maybe that was like I met up with them on a Friday and I dressed up on the Saturday and I never saw them that Saturday. Go figure. Oh. Um, but I had bum- I had bumped into them um, like by accident and on purpose. Like I had met up, you know, with them that something something we had planned ahead of time. Like, oh, we're going to be at so and so spot at so and so time and I'll see you guys there. And in a place like New York Comic Con, if, if you've never been, it's thousands, it's tens of thousands of people um, gathered in one spot. So to bump into somebody at, you know, it's such a such an event is, you know, the odds are pretty slim. So I met up with them on purpose and then I would still bump into them just as the day went by. And I'm like, really? It's like they're going to uh, think I'm stalking them at this point. I'm just yeah. walking around and I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? Um, Jay, but then the just, next you're day, you're just stalking them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a- <laughs> we're not telling you secrets. Get away from us. <laughs> but the next day, yeah, I just didn't see them. I don't, I don't know if they were around, but um, in in the craziness of everything, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun that event. Did you find yourself bumping into any kind of security on Saturday after you randomly met them on Friday? Like, was that kind of like, you know, started seeing more security guards around as opposed to rare employees? Um, no, 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 I think I think no. security No, security is pretty much the same. Security is pretty much the That's same. Good. Still pretty tight. Still pretty yeah. tight. So they, they didn't put the warning into the, to the security team to keep keep your keep your distance. That's no, no. Thank, thankfully, awesome. I, I, I didn't make that kind of impression. Thankfully, okay. <laughs> so, um, and and when you talk about pirate history and being a history teacher, how does Sea of Thieves compare to pirate history as far as uh, not necessarily the aesthetic uh, or or like the fantasy of it, but when you see stories of pirates going out and hunting other pirates. Uh, how does that compare to actual history? Do you see that in, in actual pirate history? Uh, or is that just something that we've kind of built in uh, as what we expect of the game? Oh, wait. So they didn't so, shoot themselves uh, out of cannons? No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm, so can you imagine? <laughs> uh, the, the, truth, the, truth behind, the truth behind pirate history um, in terms of engagements, the, the number one the number one tactic that pirates relied on was actually fear. It was just the name itself. So you had, you had quite a number of successful pirates who arguably didn't engage with other ships or other vessels ever. And it was just because their, their reputation kind of preceded them. And when you would see that, you know, when you would see the black, the, the black flag on, on the horizon, you, you know, if you're a captain of a ship, you're like, my life is not worth whatever cargo I'm transporting. That doesn't even belong to me. I'm just the middleman. Um, so a lot mm-hmm. of times it was just it was just the uh, the the fear of um, you know of, of getting into that engagement. Um, but for for people who don't know, there's there's two types of there's two types of pirate flags. You have you know your your black flag, um, mm-hmm. which is a pretty standard black flag, and you know the the pirates themselves got kind of creative with what they would display. You have you know your your usual skull and crossbones. Um, you have the, like Jack Rackham, the skull with the two cross swords. You have, uh, you have things like, uh, a skeleton, you know, holding up a goblet, um, you know, with like, uh, drinking blood or something like that. They, they would get all ornate with it. Um, and that was your mm-hmm. standard black flag. But if you ever saw a red flag, not that the flag itself had a little bit of red, um, like symbolizing a, a blood drop or anything like that. But if the flag itself was, uh, was red, red. Um, that was not good. Red meant that under no circumstances um, would they just accept your surrender. Like that, that individual who was carrying that 
red flag was looking for a fight regardless of whether or not you surrendered they were looking for blood kind of deal um mm. and i think one of the pirates if if memory serves me right i think one of the pirates uh, was christopher moody um who who had that big red flag um and if you saw something like that on the horizon you know history tells us that that was uh that was pretty much a death sentence um right away so in Sea of Thieves, we have multiple flags. Uh, we've gotten flags, cosmetics for just about every set in the game, as well as special events. Uh, do you feel like the Reaper's Mark in game is symbolic for that red flag that you mentioned? I think so. I think I think so. Absolutely. I think I think the the red, uh, you know, the red is. I, th I think the correlation's there. Um, I mean, even the name itself, the Reaper's Mark, how it, in how it invites the PvP, how you can kind of brazenly and, and openly mark yourself on the map, kind of throwing down a, like a, a challenge, a gauntlet to, to the other players on the map. Um, yeah. I, I think that's part of it. I think that's, that's all part of that, you know, uh, red is dead kind of, kind of thing going mm -hmm. on where, where you're looking for that fight. Um, and, and, you know, if, if it goes your way, it goes your way. And if, you know, you come if out on top, then yeah. then you know you, you prove them wrong. Um, but if you if you sink, then you're a failure. <laughs> then yeah. you failed. So with uh, so with the different flags, and and the reason I'm kind of bringing leading us into this into this story is uh, I wanted to kind of bring about um, a couple different topics that I wanted to talk about today, and and a couple of them revolve around the community and how we play the game. And the other one deals more with uh, mercenary missions and what we're dealing with in the game right now. So nice. the the first topic that I wanted to kind of um, talk about deals more with the the actual um, mercenary missions because right now, uh, like with the black powder stashes, what we're dealing with is having our reapers mark up for the legendary commendations and how that is trying to invite uh, fights and rare is kind of pushing us to use this flag so that we're we're drawing attention to ourselves and i've noticed that the that that people putting up the reaper's mark is more out of necessity for these commendations than it is that they're actually looking for a fight and in fact most people will typically try to do them as quickly as possible to avoid the, engagement yeah to avoid engagements so does rare need to address the fact that there that the that the reaper's mark is more of a, a, a burden of necessity for these mercenary missions or should they find a way that incentivizes actual pvp um that's a good question i think i think right now i think especially to somebody who might be um who might be new to the game i think it might be kind of tricky to throw up that reaper's mark um, knowing that the that the area that you're going to might be highly trafficked by other players, um, and and you might not be too comfortable in your own skill set to you know go out and try to tackle uh, whoever they might be. Um, and if you're in a sloop or a brigantine and you're squaring up against galleons, I'm not saying it can't be done. But if you're new to the game, then you're obviously going to have a much more difficult time. Um, I think I think rare should leave it but in the same way that you have um the the mercenary voyages where you have the uh where you have the option um like if you want to just do like a regular black powder run or something like that versus like a reaper's mm -hmm. black powder run i think they should leave the option for the reapers but maybe 
maybe maybe change up the reward or, or change some the scaling of the reward or something like that just so just so those players who don't want to engage in pvp um don't necessarily have to um yeah. but again it's it's tricky because right now you do have an adventure mode you do have arena mode and while one you know while arena incentivizes and obviously prioritizes pvp adventure mode is a little bit of both you might get some pvp you might not at all in that session that you're playing um so i could see how people who want to avoid the pvp you know will actively avoid arena and then you still have to throw up the reapers mark i could see how that might be a problem for some people um especially yeah. for those who are who are not comfortable with it for one reason or another you know and to each their own um maybe they're yeah. not comfortable maybe they just you know they they like playing solo they're not looking for whatever it might be um maybe maybe just shifting the rewards around slightly i'm not saying drop the reaper's mark i I think the crazy part is uh i think i'm actually part to partly to blame for the reaper's mark uh 100 honest um yeah i think you are yeah i was gonna say months ago i actually posted up on the forums a suggestion called the reaper's mark that identified you on the map that is a true it was that's almost a, a year ago. Yeah, that's a that's a true story. So I might be I might be to blame for the Reapers mark. Yeah. So I'm sorry, guys. That was my suggestion on the forums. Um, literally, <laughs> literally, kind of just just the way it was implemented in the game. Um, I, I didn't sneak into any meetings. I promise. I didn't get any inside tips. I just kind of <laughs> threw down my thoughts, and I was like, oh, we should really do something like this, and we can call it the Reapers mark, and it should be the skull, because after all, that's called the Reapers mark, and there's no real inclusion of it just yet, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. a few months later, I was like, wait, what? Well, what? Sorry. Sorry. I mean, I loved it, but um, you know, some people were like, oh, this isn't fair, and I was like, whoops. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> just shifting around the rewards a little bit might, um, might soothe some of those issues. Maybe. Again, I... I don't know any better. I just threw it into the wild and I said, good luck. I don't know. (laughs) And so I wanted to touch on the idea of uh, the two flags that you bring up with history, because I I know from uh, our conversations and and research and conversations with other people that having pirates who did steal from other people without actually firing any shots and just holding Mm -hmm. them at, at the fear that really doesn't uh, that really doesn't come across in a game where you aren't forced to um, to actually like talk with other people. The beauty of history is, is that humans had to communicate through flags and if they came if they came under the understanding that the, that a ship is coming for them and they have the black flag, then you couldn't get away. And if you did try to run, you would probably have to fight. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. but in a in a game where where no one is forced to talk to each other, it's hard to communicate with other people that I'm I'm not going to kill you if you just give me what you have. If if you can't actually talk to each other, so. Is is the do you see a, a way that that pirates could kind of pirate without having to sink a ship to, and killing everyone and camping the mermaid to to get the treasure? Uh, ooh. is there a way that pirates could pirate without having to go crazy? I mean, you could do like the old fashioned uh, sneak aboard, throw down a sleepy mm-hmm. moat, you know. Um, but again. Uh, and that's all part of and the I'm, game. I would say that's that's all that's all fair game to me. I mean, yeah. if you if you can successfully sneak aboard uh, a ship and 
and you know snatch a snatch a chest a skull or something a creative something um yeah more power to you i'm not gonna argue against that. that's just well played um but i don't know it's it's tricky because you're right you don't necessarily have to communicate you don't necessarily have to engage um you're not you're not confined to the real world with with flags and and you know symbols and codes of that sort at such a distance um yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think Rare has done a pretty good job of of giving you that option. If you want to go, you know, absolutely uh, ruthless and, and just kind of sweep in and you know, no like no mercy at all, you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. that's part of the game. I mean, it is it is a pirate game. Um, yeah, as as people and, are quick to point out, it is part of the game. Um, but I mean, if you get in there and you do what you need to do, you you take their stuff and and you leave them. You know, that's the end of that. That's fine. Uh, I'm all for that. I mean, usually my own play style when I do play is um, if I see a ship on the horizon, even if I'm outgunned, let's say I'm on a sloop and they're uh, they're in a galleon, I'm I'm looking for ways to to get in there and and mess things up. Whether that's you know sneaking a sneaking aboard um, via rowboat with mm-hmm. with a gunpowder barrel or something like that. Like I don't know. I think I think I think rare gives us the tools to kind of to kind of play with, you know, play, yeah. play the game that, that we want to play. Um, as long as it's not, you know, uh, uh I don't know, as long as so, it's not overbearing or anything like that. And, and the reason I'm kind of, um, and, and forgive me cause I'm, I'm unknowingly baiting you into questions. Uh, dun, dun, dun. yeah. <laughs> so the, the <laughs> reason, okay. the reason I'm kind of bringing this up and asking these questions is because these are some of the questions that I've been asking myself and, um, the thing that comes to mind is when you talk about flying the black uh, or, or, you know, when, when you go out in the, in the sense that you want to steal something from someone without having to do an engagement and live off of that reputation, uh, I feel like that that's kind of where captaincy would benefit uh, us as a as a in, in as pirates in in the game mm-hmm. having having a way to to show your reputation um through through a special ship something that would be extremely difficult to to actually achieve yeah. uh and and at the moment everything is available or everything is possible to get in the game if you have the time uh even even if you're the worst in in arena given you know a certain amount of time you'll eventually get pirate uh level 50 and get the, the yeah, sea dog yeah what's, what's, that, what's that phrase if you throw mm-hmm. enough crap up against the ball something's bound to stick if you just keep hammering away you're gonna get there eventually yeah yep so there's nothing that is really gated by skill uh outside of arena but even that's still possible if you if you're able to get a couple people on your crew who can do it you who can are competent kinda, yeah yeah who can get carried you can they you can get carried to to level 50 eventually and um and and i'm trying to think of of like i because i've always i've always loved the the fantasy of being able to sail around and have that infamous reputation about you like knowing who that person is when you see that ship and being like oh man this could be good or this could be bad but the good is even still bad and right. the the bad is actually just really really bad, um, and and I was wondering if there was a world where captaincy would be something that could help foster that that incentivize 
nature or that the incentivization to um, give people a way to start showing just how infamous a pirate could be by giving them very specific things uh, that, that they could put on their ship to indicate like who they are uh, so that people start learning like, okay, well, saw a YouTube video and that dude has got the, 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 the so-and-so markings or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever markings. And, and those are the, the, those are the liveries of that guy. And I know that that guy just, he is not going to let us live. Uh, or that that guy will let us live as long as we don't run and we give him everything and he'll leave us alone. Otherwise he's going to camp us, uh, at, at the mermaid. And, I, I was just kind of wondering, like, do you think that that's something that would be beneficial to the game, or do you feel like the game's in a decent enough state right now where you don't necessarily need that? I I do like I do like the idea of of that. I do like the idea of of individuality in the game because I think you're right. I think I think right now um, everything is is easily accessible to uh, a lot of people, um, and you know, in a game, you you play it in a weird way to. Um, to, to make a name for yourself outside of you know the normal confines of you know real life um so mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to you know portray yourself in a certain way shape or form i think you should be allowed to do that um i think the ship by default is an extension of your of your pirate and it should reflect the 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 play style of you know of of that and i think rare has um i think rare has in a way um kind of gone for that i mean when you think about it there are certain hulls that are you know reserved for uh let's say uh, i don't know order of souls right until level 48 or something like that um yeah. and that kind of shows you you know like oh all right that's someone who who likes let's say uh you know going after skellies or something like that and if you have you know the the sea dog um sales or sea dog hull you know you know that that's someone who plays pvp um but like you said before that's something that's just you know with with enough time and just you know, just dedication, if you will, you'll get yeah. those things. Um, so I think I think there needs to be some kind of level of individuality. Um, do I don't think, know what, what's that. Uh, do you think that there could be something where, say, if you jumped on with your crew and each of you equipped the same cosmetic, that that would show that you had a certain amount of prowess? for that specific thing so say we'll we'll take for example um the the order of souls uh if everyone equips the order of souls uh liveries then you're kind of like you know the parts of of that all combined give you like some super saiyan version of the order of souls like a like a souped up yeah like a souped up version i think that would be cool i think that'd be cool and i think it would add individuality to the game right now because um at a distance, everything kind of looks the same, and it's not until ships yep. are fairly close do you get a good. And I'm and I mean like at least for me, um, they need to be fairly close to get a good look at you know what kind of sails they're 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 sailing with, mm-hmm. um, their hull, their figurehead, even the flag up top. But right now, I think I think people just kind of put things on because they look cool, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I do that all the time. Um, but I think I think some individuality um, and just recognition would be a good thing. I, I remember uh, not too long ago, like literally within the last month, I remember thinking to myself, like I came up with the perfect uh, combination of things for my ship, and it was mm-hmm. the obsidian hull with the obsidian figurehead that I basically picked up from watching, you know, the, the Twitch Rivals event. 
Um, yeah. And then the 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 sales way back when what was that the uh, the Halloween event the name escapes me right now. Oh, um, the Festival of the Damned. Yes, the Festival of the Damned sales. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you know, like that's a cool combination. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I go on Reddit like the next day, and there was the same combination uploaded yep. to God knows what ridiculous number. And I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's still cool, but you know, it's just. Like certain looks are, are still are still being heavily replicated, um, and I, I think I think a little bit of a little bit of uh, customization wouldn't hurt. Even something, even something as um, even something as simple as like a, like a I don't know, let's say a custom flag. You know, since we were talking about yeah. flags before, even if you just have a template maker, and I'm not saying I'm not saying like a full on, you know, you make your own emblems from scratch because that could lead to some dicey territory like we've seen that with games like call of duty and whatnot um, where totally. people get like really creative with their stuff um but then they also get like really ridiculous in, in the bad way with their yeah. with their designs um so i can see how that might you know that might lead to issues but even if you could just kind of you know if, if rare themselves <clears throat> excuse me if rare themselves has a, a set number of you know designs and you can kind of swap elements in and out colors and tatters and, and whatever it might be I, I think maybe something as simple as that would would you know just add a little bit of individuality it's not a whole mm-hmm. lot it, it doesn't really change the aesthetic too much but i think it would give players uh you know just a little bit more control as to how they how they portray themselves online um but yeah. i do like the I, I do like the idea of like a souped up version of you know whatever um like a order of soul ship or a sea dog ship or a gold hoarder ship or just, you know, a, I'm a ruthless pirate ship. I don't know, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Cause we, we have some really great designs out there, but because a lot of it is stuff that is accessible to everyone and most people have that stuff, the, 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 the prowess of being like a level 50 gold hoarder is kind of lost when you're on a level uh, 10 Athena and you know it's like okay well cool you know you got your pirate legend liveries and stuff but i feel like uh like a good example of what they did was when you had to be pirate legend before the anniversary update went live to get the variant colors for the pirate uh, legend cosmetics and i think if they did something where everyone equipped the same set of liveries then that would give you a session-based uh ship that was was unique and if you saw that on the on the horizon you would say oh that person is really really good at catching chickens and their whole crew knows exactly what to do on how to how to catch lots of snakes because i see that they've got the souped up version of the the mercenary or the uh the merchant alliance uh liveries and you know they who knows what they could be doing with that that could be nefarious or not but just a just something to kind of give people a way to represent themselves more than just the standard stuff and i i love rare but they really got to stop giving all the coolest lever liveries uh for for in incentivizing like watching twitch rivals or uh watching the the battle for la uh or, or the battle for orlando and stuff so that some of that stuff is brought to the game uh, for people to unlock somehow. Yeah, I think I think that'd be cool. I think if they add like a little bit more challenge, I mean, that's that's it in, in a game that's based off of um, cosmetics alone, since there's no power progression. And even uh, I mean, there's still a part of me that thinks 
you, you could slip it in somehow. I mean, I don't, I don't know because it's, it's, it's so far along. I mean, we are a year plus into, into the release of Sea of Thieves, but you know, for a game that's based off of just cosmetics alone, um, maybe, maybe that challenge similar, similar to what we have right now with the mercenary voyages, but a long-term goal, you know, just a long-term goal that you can actively track in some type of, uh, you know, UI, some kind of interface, uh, some kind of interface where you could just say, like, this is what I want to go for. These mm-hmm. are all the challenges you have to go, you go do. And it's almost like a legendary quest in itself. Um, yeah. And, and you know, if you want so-and-so, uh, so-and-so hat or so-and-so vest or so-and-so jacket, you know, it's just a long checklist of things. And I don't mean tedious things. I don't mean, you know, deliver 500 chickens or something like that. Because then that's just, you know, that's just empty. That's just an empty grind at the end of the day. Um, yeah, and I don't think any, and, 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 you know, players are going to see right through that right away. Um, but I think, you know, just something meaningful, um, you know, something, something that can get people involved, uh, maybe, maybe doing things differently. Um, you know, if you're going for something PVP oriented, let's say, let's say, you know, like something similar to the lines of, um, you know, use, use a sniper rifle, um, to achieve 10 kills, right? Something super basic. Then you Mm -hmm. could say something along the lines of use the, uh, use a regular gunpowder, uh, barrel, to destroy um, one of each one of each player type, you know, sloop, uh, brigantine, and galleon. Um, you know, use a gunpowder battle against them, um, and then you could just kind of keep like upping upping the ante a little bit. Use a stronghold gunpowder barrel against all ship types, something like that. So it's it's still it's still fun for the player how they approach it, and they know like these are the goals, these these are the objectives I have to go after in order to yeah. achieve whatever. But it's not just a mindless grind, you know. It's not just mm-hmm. you know dig up four hundred chests. No yeah. one wants to do that, you know. But if you if you kind of vary it up, you know, the approach a little bit, I think players players would appreciate that that kind of grind. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a grind. But if it's a yeah. fun grind, it's a fun grind. And if somebody wants to, you know, kind of burn through it in in a month or in a, in a week or something like that you know if that's what they choose you know that's on them but you know for the players who have let's say just an hour or so or you know three hours gaming max all week or something like that it's still it's still something achievable for them that they find in, you know enjoying yeah and and we've seen something we've seen a little bit of stuff like that with uh for example like the the gold hoarder curse Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah where yep, exactly that's that's totally gated by completing everything for the tall tales so uh that and that that's something that you know a lot of people have and a lot of people uh enjoy but they they kind of liked the fact that their curse was individual to them and then rare came back to fix some of the problems that they had just made it completely uniform and i know a lot of people really didn't like the the fact that it, it wasn't unique to them anymore and i think yeah i, think I know there was a big outcry online um like when that when that change took place i remember seeing it on reddit seeing it pop up on twitter that a lot of people um, yeah. just just wanted it i i don't have the curse myself um i have actually held off playing tall tales because i'd like to stream it all so i can embarrass myself in front of whoever wants to see it happen um <laughs> But um, it is something that I wanna I, I wanna do one day. Um, the the gold the gold hoarder curse that is, and um, I, I understand you know I understand where they're coming from because it, it it does like I said before you're looking for that you're looking for that portrayal of yourself you're looking for that individuality and when you when you lend yourself you know to to something that everybody else has it's not the same you know yeah. if everyone runs around looking the same way it's it's not the same 
Yeah. So I, I understand where they're coming from. Those aren't pieces of eight. They're just pieces of junk. Aye, the original plan was to use nine pieces of eight to bind Calypso, but when the first court met, the brethren were to a one. Skint broke. So, um, to kind of get us, uh, I want to kind of uh, steer us back in the in the right direction. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on kind of the the mercenary missions and those versus the build rat uh, uh, adventures because you've you put out a video i talked about it last podcast uh duke is kind of our our sorry excuse me proper name duke the dark lord is uh the the guy that's been kind of the forefront for all of our build red adventures and now our mercenary missions and mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about this but uh, how 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 do you feel about getting these uh, smaller content drops with the with the mercenary missions versus the full-out event of a build red adventure um i know i know players want to see more Players for every game always just want to see more. You know, it's when a game releases yeah. and it could be the most action-packed, you know, most immersive thing ever, but they always want more. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think, and, and, I, and I know that Rare is, is aware of that. I mean, I've, I myself have, have cried out for more, you know, more this or more that or changes to this or that. And I know it's, it's a lot easier said than done. Um, yeah. So I think, I think if... Between between the two, between let's say the um, the mercenary voyages or the uh, or the other option, um, which is the build red adventures, I think build red adventures is more time consuming um, for the rare devs to to pump out, and it just mm -hmm. takes more takes more resources. I know there's been a lot of talk on on the development side of things in terms of like, you know, what take uh, like what takes up memory in game. Um, yep, and and. You know, famously, like I know that you and I have mentioned in the past, Skeleton Thrones were really cool, right? Skeleton Thrones were really cool when they first came out, but yeah. currently, Skeleton Thrones are just there, um, yeah. and and it's nice to see them. <laughs> it is it is very you know it's it's nice to kind of go back and reminisce and and sail like sail past certain ones. And you're like, oh my god, that was such a pain to get up to, um, mm -hmm. but right now, in a weird way, it it is just taking up space. It is taking up that memory. So I think. The mercenary voyages kind of do the exact same thing, where they introduce new elements, but then they quietly exit when when the time you know when the time comes for them to exit, and it eats away at less memory. It kind of frees up you know certain technical limitations that the the, the, the developers might have um, through a build rat adventure. Um, yeah. So I think you know if you could if you could somehow get the boast of, get the best of boast if you get the best of both worlds. Um, I think mercenary voices is, is the way to go. Um, only because, again, at the end of the day, it's I I don't know. I, I'm no coder. I'm no engineer of any sorts. But I would think if it's easier to put out, if it's easier to take away, if it eats up less space, and you know players are still coming back and still doing things and still having fun, I think that's the obvious. That's the obvious choice. You know, leave leave the leave the big memory eating issues, memory eating whatever it might be. To yeah. those bigger updates, you know, something that's persistent in the world that's going to stay there and people are going to go back to. Um, but something on a smaller scale, I would say lean towards the mercenary voyages only because the the, the build red adventures, if it's going to if it's going to suck up resources that could be used elsewhere. Again, you know, spend them wisely, if you will spend your doubloons wisely. Yeah. So I, I've had I, I think it was back in November. Um, 
when we were kind of talking about mercenary missions coming or, or like we were getting these quests that were once, you know, you get one and then that's it. And then mercenary missions came out and we kind of got like a, a, you could buy them as much as you wanted. And um, I, I posed the idea on the, on the show that I wanted to see rare uh, have like bi-weekly build rat adventures come back because since cursed cruise we've been able to earn the doubloons for every build rat update and unfortunately that was kind of short-lived because we only got three i think since then or not even three i think we only had two um it was like cursed cruise and the festival of the damned and we haven't had a build rat update uh or build rat adventure i think since then and you know being able to get the doubloons from those was great because if you missed out on the time time limited thing you could still earn the actual currency for it and if they're going to keep skeleton thrones in the game if they're going to keep beacons in the game if they're going to keep uh you know gunpowder skeletons in the game then they should really uh bring them back as events you know ramp them up we we've seen that rare's been able to uh go in and turn up the the frequency for things whether it's mermaid statues or gems Mm -hmm. or powder keg skeletons things like that i don't see why they can't uh bring back old events as as weekly or bi-weekly content updates and use that as filler in between um uh, uh these 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 kind of droughts of of big updates and the mercenary missions are are kind of a good way to supplement this but we're, we're also seeing that these mercenary missions are contributing towards new content whereas uh they they already have assets in the game why don't they trust why don't they reuse those uh bring them back into into the game for a short period of time so that people have an opportunity to go back and complete some of those uh commendations that are extremely hard to complete now uh, i mean if if you didn't get the gun par- uh, the uh the the gunpowder um fort commendations done where there's two crews at a at a skeleton fort and they're blown up by or you blow up barrels there like that's that's almost impossible to get nowadays and and it's yeah no and it's it, non-existent yeah so it's i mean like what do you think about them kind of um bringing back old build rat adventures as uh kind of uh, not necessarily tweaking them but just actually reactivating them i think i think something like that would be would be kind of cool i think um i think i think the inclusion of now I'll just kind of I'll just kind of code it with with this with this umbrella term. If you just bring back all these events under the guise of like a festival, let's say, um, just something mm-hmm. that's set to let's say you know every every October, right? Every October we're coming up yeah. on it soon. Every October you have your festival of the damned, and it could just be you know it could be the aesthetic of things, it could be a couple of challenges. But if you know that in October that's that's the festival that's in season, if you will, that gives players you know a reason to come back do some things, maybe earn some new rewards. Who knows, you know, if they just tweak a couple of things and, and add in a new skin or something of that sort, that'll keep players going. Um, if you bring back, you know, uh, the the Skeleton Thrones as, let's say, the, oh, I don't know, uh, oof, February it, event or, yeah, or something, you know, the- something to that point. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say February, but that's Valentine's Day technically. No, I don't know, whatever. Um, but, you know, just kind of just throw whatever date on. And then you kind of, like you're saying, you kind of just have this this rotating 
this rotating um, schedule of events that are that are usually there um, that are a little on the that are a little bit on the bigger side, but nothing too intrusive. And you still have your little mercenary voyages that are kind of taking place every few weeks. I think that would add more life to the world. That would keep you know people coming in, um, keep players coming back as well. Um, not only do, are you attracting new players, but you're also bringing people back. I think just that kind of like rotation of stuff would would get people involved it would also put those assets to use rather than just you know take up memory um yeah. it would give it would give people a reason to to just do it and like you said if you missed and i know i know myself i did not finish all of the gunpowder skeleton um commendations I, I got through maybe about half of them or something like that but through mm-hmm. you know maybe through limitation of you know playtime that week or whatever maybe somebody wasn't able to finish it and then that's, you know, there, there's there's certain players out there, myself included, who are like a little bit completionist where you just open up, you know, your reputation tab and you see everything kind of filled up, filled up, filled up. And you have that one that's just halfway there and you're like, oh, man. And you want to you, you just want to hit that 100 percent on it just to kind of fill up that bar. But instead, yeah. you're just staring at a, at a half empty bar forever and ever knowing you messed up. You didn't you didn't get it. Um, yeah. I think I think that'd be a nice way to, you know, get people back into the fold um, to get new people involved, you know, who didn't see those events. Um when they were originally introduced, I think that'd be a cool thing. You know, if, if I came into Sea of Thieves, let's say with the anniversary update, I didn't see, you know, the skeleton thrones. I didn't see the gunpowder skeletons. I didn't see any of that stuff. Um, so I think that would be a cool way for, you know, veteran players and new players alike to kind of jump in, jump into that, uh, into that yeah. experience. I think that'd be a good way um, to kind of, you know, fill the time. If you want to do it, you know, go for it. You can play it. If you want to do your own thing while those events are going on, by all means do that too but i think just yeah. to kind of bring that back and again i don't know what kind of limitations are are in place you know if you activate one you know what happens to the world what happens to other things being introduced that's beyond yeah. you know that's beyond my my scope and knowledge but you know in a, in a theoretical sense i think that would be really cool to just add you know to the to the living breathing nature of the world so I, I we're kind of um, diving into the world of mercenary vision or mercenary voyages versus build ride adventures, and Rare is kind of committing to this monthly update uh, cadence with their content, and it feels like the mercenary voyages are the way that they can manage that without having to create create too many assets um outside of just planned events uh like for example with with uh the the reapers runs you know they've they've kind of set it up so they know like okay well this reaper run has uh you know insert number of islands here uh insert number of x marks to spot things to go dig up and then go turn those into whomever uh so that that you get credit for the the voyage and we're getting dark relics uh, coming on April fourteenth, and we yep. we we don't know a whole lot as far as what this is going to entail. But we just recently got a new episode of the Pirate Times, or, or a new episode, a new a new a new issue? publication, a new publication, yeah. the Pirate Times. And it kind of kind of gives us a little insight onto what Dark Relics is is going to, to actually be about. Did you want to uh, dive into what it, what they talk about in that? Yeah, absolutely. I'll go I'll go word for word in my awesome my lovely pirate voice, which is just my standard voice. But um, it says Dark Relic Reclamation. It says breaking news: The Pirate Times has been asked by the Order of Souls to relay word that skeletons have stolen several of their most dangerous 
mystical artifacts known as dark relics. Their twisted powers could be used in unholy rituals. Emphasis on the unholy rituals. The Order is in the process of tapping up Duke to organize recovery crews and offer a generous reward. Word is there'll even be a bonus for pirates who recover all five types of relic, but beware the skeleton's wrath. So very ominous. Yeah, and and I I really <laughs> I really don't understand. I mean, part of me stepping out of the game or stepping out of the world and looking at it as a game it makes sense why duke is going to be the one to organize the the crews us to go get the the relics um but it seems it seems weird that um that skeletons are stealing dangerous mystical artifacts these these dark relics and I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, where would, where, what do you see them doing with these? Because uh, the tall tales kind of led us in the direction that we were going to, that we could, that skeletons could summon other skeletons. But is there a dark ritual or an unholy ritual that you can think of that they would be trying to perform? Like, what would they be trying to do with this? I'm, I'm still of the camp that these skeletons are just highly misunderstood. And they're just collecting their old belongings. They're just going to their local barbecue. And for us, it's unholy. I'm still of that. But to entertain Duke, (laughs) to entertain the recovery crews, um, I don't know what kind of... I mean, they're they're skeletons. I mean, for the most part, they're not exactly smart. So, you know, who do they serve kind of thing? You know, what are they doing? Um, Damn. Um, it, It would be one of those things that um oh i mean if they're trying to like an unholy ritual to me it seems you know dangerous mystical artifacts it seems like you know are they trying to resurrect somebody are they trying to you know build up some kind of super weapon are they trying to you know reclaim what's what was once rightfully theirs or something like that um similar similar to what we saw in like uh the cursed sales campaign um where they're kind of you know staking out and, and and threatening the outpost could it be something of that sort? That's yeah, what I'm sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> what your I'm guess trying is to as good wonder. as mine. Yeah, because at this point, like the motivation of the skeletons has always been kind of up in the air. Like it, it's been understood that skeletons are coming up from the grave to protect the treasure that's there. Even though we've heard, it, it's it's hard to know. Like, is the treasure that we're going after treasure that is theirs? Or are they just claiming it as their own? Because as I understood it, most of the treasure that was out in the world was all stuff that was left oh, left behind by a Ramses uh, mm-hmm. from, from the book. So, I mean, what could they be trying to do in these rituals? Are they trying to, to, to uh, summon someone? Are they trying to uh, bring Flameheart into to the mix? Or, you know, who's, who's ordering them to do this? And when will we start to see kind of this person uh, coming about? Or is it even, is it even actually skeletons? Is it just right. skeleton? Is it just someone like, you know, claiming that they're, that, you know, you know, maybe, maybe it's not even skeletons. Maybe it's just people saying that if you don't say it's skeletons, uh, we're just going to kill you now instead of just stealing your, your, your relics. Um, and there's, it's, it's, it's interesting to find out, uh, like what the point of the skeletons stealing these, these, uh, unholy, artifacts to to perform rituals could be 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I think from I think you're you're looking at it the right way. I think from a um, from a lore from a lore perspective, you're you're absolutely right. You know who's who's pulling the strings? Why are they doing this? What's the end game for them? You know what what are they what are yeah. they driving towards? Um, from a player perspective, you know it's a it's a new weekly event that you can you know do and it's and it's fun. Um, it's it's just one of those things that you know it's 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 too yeah, right. I'm, I'm assuming it's fun. <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah. One, it's one of those things. It's one of those things that y- you have to find that balance um, because there needs to be meaning. You know, there needs to be meaning for for what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. we we know what the Order of Souls is about for the most part because they are kind of reclusive and secretive in in their ways too. Um, I really don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, know what like about. I know. I know they just get some skulls and they um, do some hocus pocus, and I uh, walk away with my coin. That's about it. Uh, I don't know yeah. what else is happening back there. All I know yeah. is every time I pop into a tent, there's a floating skull. I'm like, that was cool. How'd you do that? No. Yeah. Let's just avoid that. Let's just pretend that never happened. All right, that's cool. Yeah. They, they, um, it's just they talk to things. dead people. They officiate weddings, and they they uh, they they like their little their their incense. That's it. Yeah, that's, 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 that's I want. You know what? That's a really good. I think you should do this in the next uh, in the next podcast. I think you should do a full on. What does the Sea of Thieves world smell like? What would the Order of Souls <laughs> tent smell like? You know, what is what does oh, the man. Order of Souls tent smell like? Does the Merchant Alliance just stink of like perfume and cologne of just someone who holds themselves above everyone else and it's like, ah, oh, you peasants, you smell of filth, and they're just up there with their with oh, their yeah. perfume. And the order of souls just smells like cinnamon Dirt. incense, like like incense or something like that. <laughs> like who knows? Yeah, there's just uh, it, it's it's it would be really interesting. I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I want to breach the topic of what the tavern smells like with as much as gone gone on down there, or even even worse, the pirate legend tavern. What like, does Duke smell mean. like? How's that? What does yeah. Duke smell like? <laughs> he smells. Duke smells like. Um, I'm going to have to say he smells a, a, a little bit of beer, but definitely bacon. And he's, he's got like a, like a, a twinge of, of dead to him. <laughs> it's those bags under his eyes. That's, that's, yeah. that's the part right there. He's always just, he always looks like he had a rough couple of nights, just nonstop. And he's like, always going out. He's like, oh, I'm just going to have one drink tonight. Nope. Never yeah. can stick to his word. Just always yeah. screws that up. Always Do- screws that up. He probably smells like the guy who just got out of the gym and didn't actually shower. And you're sitting next to him on the bus and you're just like on a hot summer day, man. Like, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, that's probably what I imagine Duke actually smells like. And when he and when he tells you to follow your nose, he just means whenever you get done doing what (laughs) you're doing, follow your nose to get back to me. So that you right, know where like, to turn the stuff in. He's like the pungence in the air just leads you right on back. It's amazing how this yeah. works. Yeah, follow, follow you. That's that's actually really good. Oh man, I'm telling you, you could do a whole episode on this. This is amazing. Yeah, no one would no one would listen afterwards, but it would be it would be a grand finale to the to the to the podcast for sure. That'll be my last episode. I'll just. I'll, I'll d- deep dive into all the different things of the of Sea of Thieves and what they smell like. And, and I, I, I kind of want to know. Is that weird? I kind of want to know. I'm kind of <laughs> there. I'm like picturing myself like going into different like, you know, shops. And I'm like, all right, what does a weaponsmith smell like? I'm like, all right, probably smells like, you know, metal gunpowder, and flame and gunpowder. The, mar- yeah. the, like, the equipment store probably smells like, I don't know. To me, I can't even to imagine me, what like, the equipment I, store I don't know why I Wood thought glue? it smelled like cheese. 
I don't know why. Is that weird? <laughs> like they just sell like weird oddities, and there's just like you know a wedge of cheese just somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why you think of that. Definitely, and that that makes me even wonder, like, because I, I imagine the devil's roar would probably smell like sulfur and, and brimstone and all that good jazz oh, with, for with sure. volcanoes. But the for wilds, sure. the wilds is still kind of questionable about what the wilds would smell like. I, I can't like, imagine. Smell like roadkill. <laughs> oh my Ugh. god. Ugh. Oh man, just the I I I could probably mention that crooked masts would be just like the the foot the 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 fungus encrusted foot of the wilds and it would be the worst um so it would be the absolute worst the absolute absolute worst yeah uh so now that we've gone gone into that that realm that'll be a whole nother vertical podcast where we just talk about smells uh, by the way you're welcome you're welcome for that <laughs> you're i know thank you I'm, I'm taking credit for that right now i've got the the website already saved and the podcast name created uh csmells so yes um, there it is there it is so um but <laughs> So I wanted to to dive into the weekly update because we got uh, a weekly update every week. Joe goes on camera and talks to us about what's going on in the world of Sea of Thieves. And this week was kind of interesting because it revolves around something that has been an issue for a small subsect of the community. Now, I when I say community, I'm talking about the full gamer base. Um, there is... The main group uh, of streamers on Twitcher and Mix, who I love them, they're they're great. They they do a lot of of uh, uh, un, unpaid promotion from any companies outside of their streaming platforms to promote the game and to show it off and show how much fun it can be. And they deal with some they deal with a lot of bad people for the most part. And Rare kind of came out and and backed up the streamers and said, look, like. You know, we understand that what you guys are, are, what you're doing to these streamers is not cool. And there are now going to be repercussions that uh, come from Rare as well as Microsoft. Because Microsoft already has uh, like set in stone codes of conduct for playing games. And if you break those codes, then you're subject to the repercussions of that. And Rare has basically pulled that brought it into their realm and said look like there's, yeah. there's they've, they've doubled down on it yeah yeah so um we're i wanted to talk about as far as uh like the the actual sea of thieves code of conduct the the main the main points that i wanted to hit on um in the show notes deal with like how with discrimination cheating and hacking uh stream sniping harassment and um, welcoming players to this fantasy game. And I, I wanted to just kind of touch on the fact that if you guys haven't watched this video, and, and, and I don't blame you if you haven't because it, it's, it's hard to keep up with stuff in the game, but basically what this boils down to is Rare is going to start taking some, some serious steps to try and prevent people from using the scapegoat that the game is sea of thieves not sea of friends and if you are out there and you're harassing someone or you're bullying them or you're trying to to intimidate them 
that's not going to be tolerated. Um, everyone, and, and the reason why, Jay, I, I think this is a great episode for you to jump in on is because you know what pirates were like, and they were thieves, but they weren't necessarily jerks. Uh, you know, they, they were probably crass and stuff, but for the most part, they know what they wanted and they got it and then they got out. Otherwise, they got they out, just, yeah. yeah. So as, as far as stream sniping, you're starting streaming uh, over on Mixer. And yep, that's right. Just recently, recently getting into it. Um, still, still toying about. Um, it's pretty low key right now, but it's it's been fun so far. It's a definite change of pace from the usual YouTube, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's great to be able to have a conversation with fans and friends that love playing the game. Yeah, live um, live is totally different. It's it's really cool to see that happen. Um, you know, yeah. comments are one thing on YouTube, but like when you could sit down and and talk and kind of go back and forth, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it, it makes a it makes a huge difference. Uh, and one of the problems that Sea of Thieves has had is uh, stream sniping. Um, people are using external programs to find out server information so they can jump into servers that streamers are on based on gamer tags and stuff. Uh, and if you're if you're if you see this, the best thing I can recommend is to report it to see if you support, uh, let them know, um, go into your recent, uh, friends or recent players, find the, the gamer tags that are there and report them for harassment. Um, rare is basically saying that they, that if people are repeatedly stream sniping, it's, it's deemed to be harassment and is going to be something that you're basically going to get banned for. And, with with you streaming jay do you are you worried about this is this something that you think that you're gonna end up falling victim to i mean at the end of the day i hope not you know um yeah uh, like i know i know the the youtube community that i built up was was pretty good um it was it was pretty mature um and and i genuinely mean that it was a it was a pretty good it felt like a tight-knit group you know even on discord it still feels like a tight-knit mm -hmm. group like you have that core group of people um but uh, it's one of those things that, you know, kind of come with the territory and that's not to say it's okay, but it's one of those things that's, you know, what if it does happen or when will it happen kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I think, you know, for, for someone who has not experienced it again, I'm, I'm really, when I say I'm like very new to this, I mean, I'm very new to this whole streaming thing. Um, for someone who has not experienced it, you know, I hope I don't. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, if, if you get aboard my ship and you take my stuff or you sink me or whatever, by all means, that's fair play to you, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, that take it, you know, if I, if I was, if I was slacking, if you caught me off guard, if I have an Athena's on board, if I have 10 Athena's on board, I'm going to be, I'm going to be upset, Yeah. but you know what, but you outplayed me. And I think that's, I think that's okay. Um, I mean, I'm going to be furious. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if I, if I was in their position, I would do it too. You know, it, it's a matter of, you know, it's part of the game. That piracy aspect is part of the game. You get in, you get out, you take what you can. Um, but to kind of just to bog somebody down, I, I could see how that could be frustrating for people to kind of just, you know, go out and just attack them or, you know, just kind of, you know, harass them or whatever it might be. Cause I, again, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with, with, with what's going on exactly. I could see how that could be frustrating to people, especially if you do have like a limited time schedule. You know, if I have yeah. if I have two hours to play and an hour of that is spent, you know, trying to bounce around lobbies or something like that or or trying yeah. to get away from people like that's 
that's time literally wasted. Um, and that, and I think that's, I think that's when it becomes problematic for players. Um, when if you, when they feel like their time is being wasted, when they feel like they're being targeted, um, I, I get it. Um, but you know, I, I think, I think it's important to know, you know, what, what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. And I think that's what the devs try to do this past week. Um, they try to lay out, you know, what, what is normal behavior and what isn't normal behavior. Like I said, if I have, if I have all the Athenas aboard and I'm trying to go for the world record and you sink me and you take down my ship, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be furious, but that's what I get. You know, that's what I get for playing in that manner. That's what I get for, for holding or hoarding that many chests mm-hmm. um, that comes with the territory. But let's say, you know, you, you sink me, you take all my chests, I respawn on the other side of the map. You come after me, you sink me. I respawn on the other side of the map. You sink me, I respawn or, or I just get, you know, I just get into that death loop where I, I'm not necessarily being, you know, sunk and I haven't really, you know, uh, what's the word? I haven't um, scuttled my ship. Yeah. Um, I, I guess at that point, at that point, it's like, all right, you know, we get it. Move along. You know, I, I could see how people get frustrated. And I've been caught in those loops before um, just in regular gameplay. Um, yeah. You know, where, you, where you're where you're just there and, you know, people are just, you know, blunderbussing you to the face or something like that when you immediately respond. It's frustrating. But that's what the scuttle's there for, um, to try to get out of that situation. But if they're just going out of their way, then I then I think that's, you know, problematic. I think that's I think that just kinda, you know, becomes detrimental and I think that's when it brings down the game overall. Because yeah. people don't want to play that. And it's it's one of those things that if that's the kind of behavior that just, you know, keeps growing and growing and growing, you're going to attract, I guess, the wrong kind of people to the game and the right kind of people, not the right kind of people, but just the people who were there playing it originally, keeping it alive or keeping it healthy. That that player base will just get frustrated and they'll just leave. You know, yeah. they'll go they'll go play something else. Um, you know, if if I'm in the mood to, you know, if, if I'm in the mood to play Sea of Thieves and my experience is totally the opposite of what I was, you know, what I was trying to do, you know, not for better or for worse, let's just say for worse. You know, it's it's the total opposite because of, you know, an outside, an outside element, something negative, then I'm, that's just going to make me, you know, uh, you know, salty, if you will, it'll mm-hmm. just make me upset. And, and uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just go play something else. And, you know, that's, that's time, you know, that, that I'm going to sit there and be like, ah, that game's not worth it. It's not fun. And when people say, Hey, how come you don't play so-and-so anymore? It's like, yeah, it's not worth it. And then that, you know, it's, it's a weird trickle down effect. You know, yeah. I might say, I might say to one person, uh, the game, you know, the game's trash. Don't even bother. It's not worth it right now. And that person, you know, might turn around to their friends and say, you know, it's not worth it. And then sooner or later, in a weird way, you actually end up with a dead game. You know, you end yeah. up with a dying player base when people are, are just sitting there like, oh, my God, this isn't worth it. You know, when you yeah. just met with, you know, with frustration after frustration, you're not going to come back. You know, like I, there's plenty of games where I'm, I'm all in, you know, when they first come out. And for one reason or another, I'm just walking away like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just spent money on that. You know, yeah. that's it's awful. You know, it's, yeah, that's, that's how games die. And, and to kind of echo that, I, I wanted to, you brought up a, a, a good point about um, being caught off guard or getting outplayed in the game. One of the things that I think is kind of a gray area with this uh, dev update that talks about the, the, the things that you should never do is highlighted in, in the code of conduct that Rare put out. And it says, uh, harass, bully, intimidate, threaten, or engage others to do harm. None of these behaviors will be tolerated. Any activity you engage in that is solely designed to target and upset another player or crew constitutes bullying. 
repeated activity designed to ruin the experience of another player or crew constitutes harassment. And the, the, I, have, I have a really hard time defining activity in this instance because it's, it's hard to put a, it's hard to just say where that gray area is. Is sinking, is sinking a ship or keeping a ship um, uh, afloat and just continuously killing the, the, the pirates that spawn in on it? Uh, is, is that considered ruining the engagement? Uh, and if it is, well, is it considered ruining the the experience if what you're doing is keeping them dead so that you can steal their supplies? But if they don't know that you're taking their supplies, are they going to consider it harassment? Um, if if you're sinking a ship and then you see them later on, but you don't pay attention to like what they you know say it was just a blank ship and you came up came upon another blank ship and you sink them and kill them and you don't have the gamer tags on because you're streaming, is that considered harassment? Uh, it's, it's so hard to know in this game because um, your, your, your encounters are random un unless you're actively seeking them out, which if you're actively seeking them out and you're literally jumping to the same server as another person and they can prove it, then I think that will definitely be uh, acted on. But it's hard to know when you're just out in the world, if the person that comes upon you multiple times or or is doing something to prevent you from getting on with the rest of your experience is trying to be uh, trying to be malevolent or if they're just doing what they want to do because they're they have a goal. And as soon as they achieve it, they'll they'll leave you alone. And you yeah, can't. I think it's a I think it's a really great area. Um, and you're, you're hitting on it perfectly because. <clears throat> excuse me sorry uh it's one of those things mm -hmm. like if if i'm just if i'm just playing the game and i come across a ship and let's say they're doing a tall tales mission you know that that mm -hmm. really doesn't affect me in any way shape or form but if they're doing a tall tales mission and i sink them um just because you know i think they might have something of value aboard that to me and i think to the devs does not count as harassment you know that's just one of those things that you know you, it's, you got some it could happen it's part of the game right it, it, it could happen when you're in that world you know the the chance is there you know you have to have your head on a swivel kind of thing you need to be aware of your surroundings and i think that's really important mm -hmm. um and uh, you know i've i've been able to surprise people i've been surprised you know i've been caught off guard and like i said you get you get frustrated but it's part of the game that's it's it's what we signed up for um yeah. but i think i think you're right i think you do you do touch on a good point um you know, there's a there's a certain gray area um, where you know if you're if you're if you're spawn trapping um, a team because you are looking for something. Let's say they hid an Athena's chest or something aboard, and you have you know two or three people spawn trapping while the fourth um, is you know scouring the, the the decks and you know the top or whatever looking for for a chest. Um, to the team who's being spawn trapped, right? To the team who's dying over and over again. They'll be like, you know, they're stream sniping or they're harassing or they're this or they're that or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, but you're not. So I, I think it's I think it's tricky. Um, I don't oof, I don't I don't even know how you could I don't even know if you could like handle that. You know, if you unless you manually review each case. Yeah. Case by case. But even then, that would take an infinite amount of uh, like an infinite amount of like manpower and hours. That's 
that's exhausting. Um, yeah. So you, I think, I think to just kind of blanket, you know, just like a blanket um, ban would be the wrong way to, to go about doing things. Because there's an example of, of one thing that might be perceived as as harassment, but you're legitimately doing something. Yeah. Um, and, but and that kinda, you know, it's it's oh, oof, uh, yeah. This is dicey territory. I don't know. Yeah, and that that kind of goes back to the conversation when I when I wanted to kind of talk to you about what real pirates did uh because in in this world of of trying to decide in a in a fantasy game if what people are doing is perceived as harassment or piracy the term pirate is tossed so liberally on on uh people's um people defending their actions uh when when they when they feel like they're being attacked for uh harassing someone or bullying someone things like that and there's always always clear distinctions on when someone's being a being a bully or harassing and then there's sometimes that there's not and to to live under that guise of of well i'm a pirate um is disingenuous sometimes to to what pirates actually did and even though this is a fantasy world we're still trying to embody that fantasy of being a pirate at the time so i i I guess when this all kind of comes down comes to a head uh the thing that i want to impress upon people is if you have a goal when you go up to a ship and you and you intend to pirate them be vocal uh especially if you if you're comfortable with that be vocal about your intentions to avoid that confusion if you say on on, in game chat hey or in pirate text i'm here to steal your supplies you can either surrender now or we'll send you to the ferry as many times as it takes for me to get your supplies then you've covered your ground and if if you had any intentions of of having that like un or if, if people weren't sure about what your intentions were, you've at least stated them. You've audibly and, stated them. <laughs> yeah. So that way they know, okay, well, you know, they're going to steal my supplies. But if I just sit on the ferry, hopefully they'll take the supplies and leave me my ship and I can go resupply or I can scuttle and get a new ship. Uh, or you can scuttle and get rid of that. But if you're clearly out there hunting other people on multiple servers after they've tried to, to ditch you in an effort to, to provide good content for their stream, then not only does that break Microsoft's turn or code of conduct, that not only does that break Twitch's code of conduct, but it also breaks Rare's code of conduct. And your account, not just your not just your pirate, but your actual Microsoft account could be in jeopardy of being banned and you would have to create an entire new account. So hopefully it's not the account that you've been using since 2010 with all of your, your achievements and stuff on there. Um, and with that, uh, I wanted to kind of jump into the arena inside story uh, that we got. So, with the arena, uh, we've we've kind of been living in this this early state of the game uh, in in this mode, and it's it's interesting to think about uh, what the arena could potentially have. But we got an inside story with uh, Shelley Preston, Joni, and John McFarlane, yep. who yep. kind of dive into short term and long term uh, for where the arena is and where right. they want it to go. And right, what for were goals some of for your the arena? Yeah, what were some of your takeaways with with this video? Um, I think, I think right now, um, 
the way the arena launched, I think was was awesome. And I'll, I'll say that I'll say that in this regard, um, as someone who does have limited playtime, I think one of the one of the biggest downfalls of, of Sea of Thieves um, early on, and this is something that I've I've been vocal about before. Um, mm. I think one of the most one of the most uh, concerning things for me when I was playing was if I don't have you know, the hours necessary to play the game. If I don't have two or three hours or, or beyond that to play the game, it's hard for me to really dive into something and, and get something actually going in the game. You know, like in, a, in Athena's, if I'm if I'm probably doing like an Athena's Fortune, you know, voyage, it's going to take me a while. If, if I'm yeah. doing, you know, a, a couple of different things, it's going to take me a while. And I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest gripes for me at the, at the launch and, and beyond that um, for quite some time was, you know, how much time, I was able to invest in the game. Sometimes I would just be able to jump in, check out a couple of shipwrecks and log off. That was it. That's all I had time for. You know, I was able to sit there and go, I'm going to find some birds in the sky that I know are clearly saying, here's a shipwreck. Let me see if I find something good. Cash it in at the outpost. Done. And that's all I had time for. Yeah. Um, and that might be, you know, 20, 30 minutes. So I think the arena filled that gap perfectly of, of being that, you know, that bite-sized version of Sea of Thieves where you have the action you have the digging, you have the, you know, the world itself, um, you have the camaraderie, you, you know, you have the adrenaline in short, you know, 20, 20 ish minutes format. Um, I thought that was great. Um, do I think the, do I think the mode is perfect? No. And I, and I don't think that the devs think the mode is perfect either. I mean, I think that's, that's what we get from, from the, uh, dev update this week that it's, it is, uh, it is a growing, you know, aspect. It is a growing mode that they do want to incorporate more, that they do want to try out, you know, new things, um, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not defined as, as being, you know, the end and this is the end all be all the mode is done. We're not changing it. I think, I think, you know, just the, just the talks of, you know, like, oh, one day we want to do X one day we want to do Y, whatever it might be. I think just doing that is, is, you know, showing that there is room for, for growth, um, yeah. hopefully for the better at the end of the day. Yeah, and and it, they talked a lot about what they're looking to do short term and long term with the arena. And from from what I gathered from this, it looks like they want to do a couple things. They want to try and find a way to match up teams that are on a more equal experience scale. So if people are very unclear un as to what to do in, in the, the arena, that they'll try to get matched up with other crews that are of the same experience level. And it seems like they could probably do this fairly easily with uh, uh, five five level increments. Uh, if people are paired up with other crews that are within five levels of the Sea Dog reputation, uh, if you were to average the the number of levels on a crew, so that way there's like a set number per ship, and those ship number that ship number that ship crew uh, is paired up with other ones that way. Um, and they want to try and implement a penalty for quitting, uh, which that is, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy that they're, that they're trying to keep people invested in the, the 24 minutes that it's going to take to finish up a, uh, to, to finish up an actual voyage. Cause as, as of right now, it, it feels like people are quitting far too frequently and i don't know if that's yeah. be because like do you think that's because they aren't happy with the matchup that they have or do you think that that is because they just have no clue what the arena is and they go in they realize it's not what they thought it was and they want to hop over to adventure um hmm. i think uh i think okay so i think by now unless you're unless you're you know 
brand spanking new. I think by Gosh. now most players are aware of what the arena is. So I think the biggest yeah. issue right now of people just kind of um, of of people quitting early is you know they get they get into a game and immediately they are just absolutely you know like out of the lead like no there's no coming back you know you just get that one ship who spawned close to the right island at the right time hit mm -hmm. all the chests took everything cashed it in and they're like 10 chests ahead four minutes into the match now there is time to come back but it is it is a massive deficit to overcome so it's quicker for people to just you know rather than sit there go oh we'll just wait out the 24 minutes we'll just back out jump back in and you yeah. know hopefully get a better get a better matchup next time get better odds um you know next time um, I think it's, I think it's really just, a just that, uh, is, is what's happening right now that sometimes people, people just are just outplayed, you know, mm -hmm. just in terms of, you know, you you just get matched up with, with the wrong team or the right team, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, the skill gap is just way too much where you have somebody who's, you know, 8,000 points ahead and the next person in is 500, you know, at 500 there, there's no way they're going to, there's no way they're going to come back for that yeah um but i think that's i think that's what it currently is right now i think it's just a matter of you know it's it's uh it's a little bit of um rng in terms of you know luck of the draw what, yeah. what place did you get in terms of you know where did you start i don't mean what place did you get in terms of first second or third i just mean you know how lucky were you at the start um versus you know somebody else uh maybe if they like they talked about in the video, maybe if they add a couple of different um, elements to the match itself, it'll be you know more of a more of more of a reason to stick around and stay behind. Whether it's you know something at the end, a little bit of reward, a little bit of payout, maybe it's a little bit of a game changer within the within the arena itself. Who knows? Yeah. Um, like a little bit of randomization, you know, that, that keeps people on their toes, that, pe that keeps people engaged. Um, you, you need you need players to be invested. And you don't want people to be invested just because I need to finish this match, you know, because mm -hmm. at that point, it's just a crew sailing the seas aimlessly. Like at that point, you're, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Um, so you need you need a reason or a way to keep people invested. The question is how um, I think I think rare is onto something. I think. And again, like I said before, I think rare is aware of that, that this is not the end all be all. And, and that's that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's I think they're very open to the idea of, you know, we need to get people uh, you know, more excited for the arena because I love it. I personally love it. I have not spent as much time as I want. I think I'm only like rank 13 or 14 in the Sea Dogs. Like that tells you a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I love it. Um, and it's just one of those things that you know you you do join matches sometimes that people just leave and all of a sudden you know you start off with a full a full roster and you're there you're there like down to like three crews and you're like what? And the other two crews are so far behind or so far ahead. It's like what's the point? Yeah. So I think I think rare I think rare is asking the right questions and thankfully um, doing something you know doing something to address that. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm happy about that part. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to what Jason Cross and his team are are going to be bringing. Uh, they've already stated that there's going to be some stuff that they want to bring to the arena and that besides just the matchup and the experience based ranking type system and the penalty for quitting, they did mention that they want to add uh, quality of life improvements. So uh, muting other other crews so you don't have to have that kind of negativity if you don't want to engage with it or if you have kids that want to play and you don't want to subject them to it. They are looking to improve the combat as always combat is 
it's a tough thing. We're dealing with with uh, a moving thing on top of a moving thing with moving things on top of it, trying to shoot other moving things on top of a moving thing. You know, it's it's not it's not easy to to unless you do hit scan. It's almost impossible to use projectiles uh, in the game to to be as accurate when you're dealing with uh, cross server stuff. Uh, so they're looking to improve combat. They're looking to uh, bring the crossplay options to arena hopefully soon. And they're actually bringing a feature that I was uh, mentioning. I, it's, it's almost been a year since I've mentioned this, but uh, a long time ago. And I forgive me because I tried to go back and find the episode that I talked about it. But there was an episode where we found out about um, streamers uh, getting getting the uh, stream sniping option to turn off gamer tags. And there, it looks like they're going to be adding uh, random names to other pirates. Uh, it, in the, the example that they gave in the video was Ruby Splashtail. And this was something that I, I was hoping that we were going to be using like kind of regular piratey type names. You know, you generate just a random pirate name and that way people don't know like who you are. You're just uh, Blackbeard or Bosun Bill or, or Sprinty know. John. Yeah, something yeah. like that something that kind of kind of gives people uh, a way to to see other players and know like if they're friendly or foe uh, when they don't know like what those pirates look like all the time um yeah i think i think something like that would actually be um would actually be good because um it, yeah it, it would actually it, it actually has a couple of different effects like not only do you do you change up that and you add a little bit of uh, anonymity to it but you also kind of clean up um for the most part you kind of clean up uh some weird loose ends where like somebody might you know pick out a gamer tag and message you afterwards and just talk smack or you know whatever it might be i think it kind of cle- like cleans up a couple of loose ends um in that part mm-hmm. um but again it, it could be kind of dicey too because anonymity online does lead to issues at times yeah so it's just one of those things that you know it, does that create like a free pass for those sort of things? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's a two way street for sure. If you start having people with anonymity, it's hard to know, like if you know how you report that person, if you don't know what their game exactly. tag is. Exactly. So it's, it's tough to know like where this is going to go, but I still think that in a game where people are quote, you know, when people are stream sniping you, um, having anonymity for other players affords the, the, uh, a little more margin, uh, between those that are, are just spamming, um, spamming different lobbies, uh, versus people who are using outside software to find exactly what server you're on. So the uh the other things just real quick that they wanted to bring into arena eventually are new ship types uh as far as bringing in all sloops and all brigs Uh, yeah i'm I'm looking forward to seeing the arena go into sloops because there's some really good sloop players out there that i think would excel really good or really well at uh uh, fighting in an arena setting um there are some very good players out there yeah i'm just like oh my god actual like actual beasts of like pvp players Mm -hmm. yeah i love i love seeing them go at it especially when they take on larger crews and then the numbers are against them but they still they still pursue or uh still come out on top yep serio serio ndb that's yeah serio is great (laughs) i'm like absolute monster shout out to serio absolute monster online 
Yeah, Serio's great. I love Shockwave. I love Beard again. There's some there's yeah, some yeah. truly amazing solo players out there uh, who who just dominate every time they, they get into a, a, a an, an altercation, if you will. Um, the the other things that are coming, uh, we're we're looking to get additional ways to earn points in silver, uh, which I think is kind of nice. And one quick topic that I wanted to to bring up with you is say that we get arena to the point where the competition is a lot closer and you don't always have a clear uh first place person do you start running into the situation where people start claiming that there are balance issues with uh gameplay and because when there's like one person that is constantly winning you're like okay well i give up because that person is clearly going to win and there's nothing i can really do about it and you just kind of accept that that's the fate but when you lose by 10 points do you start to claim that that's when things were against you and someone that you should have been able to have killed uh didn't die for whatever reason and you're going to go on and complain on the forums or on reddit because you missed out on uh, a, a win because of of you know because the game's imbalanced or insert you know issue here or complaint there and and do you start running into that situation where people start Um, getting more more ragey about that i think i mean i think the closer the closer those things get you always sit there i mean I, i think about it like in sports all the time right if you let's say let's say you take a look at a basketball game right if you take a look at a basketball game and somebody you know beats another team 98 to 96 that was essentially a single a single basket you know somewhere down the line if that would have gone in you just tied up the game if you if you score two more baskets during the course during the course of the game that's a win for your team as opposed to a loss yeah. so i think like the the tighter the tighter something is um i th- i think yeah i think that conversation always pops up like oh man i should have done this you know the should have would have could have kind of thing i should have done this i should have done that this oh, you know man. this could have been better I, it, I it always pops up <laughs> i want to live in the world where you, where where people have self reflection when they lose <laughs> in, in, oh, in yeah. competitive well, games know. that's that's how i think about things um <laughs> but like i i think i think at that point you always kind of sit there and you look back um but yeah i i think i think you will see that you know i i think you will you know see and i think that's with everything i think that's with every game um the, someone will sit there and be like oh this thing's broken oh this thing's cheap or oh it glitched or it didn't work out or they're hacking or whatever it might be yeah um you know you kind of sit there and you're like well there's no way right there's no way that i that i lost fairly and maybe you did but i think i think by the devs trying to continue to bring that balance to eliminate the possibility of those things happening in the first place like let's say you know you, you could have sworn you you shot him with the sniper rifle and for some reason didn't happen yeah i think the fact that the devs are looking into that you know are looking into the the whole like checks and balances if you will of of that game mode as a whole i think it shows that you know they're they're committed to it um and they want to bring the best possible game mode forward i mean if you just release a game that's you know or a mode that's super buggy and super inconsistent then yeah you can easily sit there and be like oh well i'll blame it on this or i'll blame it on that or i'll say it was this um but i think i think by kind of putting themselves out there um and 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 saying and openly saying that they're still trying to fix or they're still trying to work on or improve on i think um i think you you get less of those uh those kind of complaints in the long run maybe in the short run you know someone be like oh this game's broken oh this the scoring system is horrible blah 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 
but I think just the just the open like the openness and willingness to to change things up and actually do something about it, actually implement those changes. I think it shows. I, I think it shows, um, like you know, that, that that they're involved, that they care about yeah. the feedback, and they're acting on the feedback. They're not just listening; they're actually you know implementing, which yeah. is I think a, a big a big part of it. Yeah, and, and and rare is always listening. They've they've been very upfront about the fact that every bit of feedback that they get is always taken into consideration with everything that they do, uh, and the stuff that lines up easier with what their future plans are tends to get implemented sooner rather than later. And I I know that right now uh, rare is is always working hard, and and I always love the the bugs that we find in the game because some of them are really funny and i think that if if they did roll out features for the game uh for arena that those are the ones that come as uh infrequently as possible just to afford them the opportunity to work out and really really polish the experience because there's nothing worse than watching twitch rivals and seeing a crew exploit the ladder bug where they become invulnerable when they're on a ladder and being able to board a ship and hit the anchor when they should have been able to been to have been killed uh but because of an exploit they they used it to their advantage in a game that in, in at a time where it actually came down to people earning money and if this is something that they're looking to do to bring to other events uh, like Comic Cons, like like uh, uh, E3, things where they're going to be giving away gold Xbox consoles to the winners, then having bugs, having uh, exploits, having those things worked out before they add different ships uh, is is I think more important than trying to trying to expand where they go with the arena i would much rather they just have a really solid arena experience where they don't have any issues like that than when the like the next thing that they bring to the arena so yeah i agree i think i think um i think i think rather than like you're saying rather than just shoehorn things into the game mode just to say well we did it you know there's more um, I think you need to you need to perfect what you have before you move on to that more aspect of things, um, because like you said, if there's money on the line or if there's you know something on the line of actual value rather than just you know an internet scoreboard, if you will, mm-hmm. um, I think I think the stakes are higher. And if someone is you know exploiting something in game that that they know is is broken or you know isn't working correctly or whatever it might be. Um, just to gain, you know, like a monetary prize or something of that sort. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I could see, I could see, and I, and I would understand if I was on the losing side of things, I'd be pretty upset. You know, if, if mm-hmm. that, if that move made the difference between me walking away with, you know, first place in a prize versus, you know, second place in a photo, you know, that's, that, that makes all the difference. So I think they, they need to really crack down and, um, and polish up what they have. Um, because again, I think, uh, again, for me, I think arena is, is fun. Um, could it use some improvements? Absolutely. Like one of the, one of the biggest things that I have an issue with in arena that I've seen in the few times that I've played is storms. I think storms in arena, um, are a good thing, but if used wisely, like if you Mm -hmm. start, if you spawn onto, onto a ship, when the arena match starts and your ship just happens to be in the middle of a storm, 
I, I don't think that's okay because you're immediately at a disadvantage. You immediately have water um, on your on your lower level. You're 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 being struck by lightning, or you have these planks of wood, you know, breaking off, and that's even before you, you you're able to to lift the anchor. You know, other ships on that map are just you know they're lifting their anchor, they're dropping their sails, and boom, they're off. Meanwhile, you know, you have two people bailing and repairing, two people trying to raise the anchor. You're at a you're at a massive disadvantage. I think something like that needs to be needs to be addressed in the arena. If you want to include storms, by all means do it, but that that needs to be something that rolls in halfway through the match. Not that a ship spawns in a storm cuz at that point, that's just luck of the draw and you got the short end of the stick. It's yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, having having a having a halfway point where you start to bring emergent threats into the game, I think would be a lot more interesting than having those oh, absolutely. immediately absolutely. like halfway through megs and storms now can can appear or or even vary it up you know say like certain maps get certain uh certain uh, uh elements you know if you spawn in the roar uh at, at the halfway point act uh, volcanoes go active if you uh spawn in in uh the wilds then halfway through uh a kraken can appear and you know mm-hmm. you it, have, it, right you could have you could have fog you have you could have storms at the 12 minute mark or something around that uh, around that motion you can you can you can implement a couple of different things and i think that would vary up um that would vary up the gameplay that kind of reminds me of the the whole battlefield franchise where halfway through the maps um you know or like the older battlefield games like battlefield 4 or battlefield 3 i forget which one um mm-hmm. halfway through the maps you know the 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 map would be destroyed you know something would come by um bomb an area of the map physically changing the landscape so you know certain things that were there at the start of the map are not there any longer and now you have a new set of objectives to fight over or fight around or whatever it might be i think something like that would be cool rather than just kind of dropping it sporadically or randomly or at the most inappropriate time um i think i think by using it wisely um i think it would add to the add to the game mode overall that would make it, you know, it would it would really have to bring out the skill level of players, you know, yeah. and that might be that might be the the one factor that that brings people closer in line with each other, you know. If you have a Meg that halfway through the halfway through the map, or rather the match, goes after the first place team, you know, yeah. let's say around the twelve the twelve minute mark, and all of a sudden you have a, a Meg that that's that's going after the first place team or second place team or somebody, you know, yeah. or the team with the most chests aboard. Who knows what the AI is behind it. Um, that that might be that might be something cool and that adds to a whole other level of strategy you know do you want that early lead do you want to hold things you know until the very last minute do you risk that mm-hmm. i think that adds a level of depth to the game mode um that wasn't there previously yeah um yeah you gotta that, plan around to me it. that that sounds cool yeah it would be it'd be a lot nicer to know that there is a, a mechanic in place to handicap the first place like say we'll, we'll take for example uh, point variance so if there's a huge point variance between first place second place then first place starts to uh, uh, have have to deal with different elements that are starting to, to come like maybe every time they go on an island uh, a couple skeletons pop up and try and attack them uh, as, as they're now marked with a, a curse of cruise or something you know and that that gives them a chance to say like okay well you're either going to persevere or you're gonna you're gonna falter but because you're ahead 
you're now you're now the the one that everyone's gunning for because in in the arena you could literally go after anyone you're not always going after the first place crew and that always kind of gives the first place crew who could potentially be playing uh better and just avoiding combat an element that they have to compete against if they're not being targeted if they are being targeted then they're probably going to lose that first place spot pretty quickly but if not it kind of makes sure that they aren't going unchecked uh in in the arena i i I think so so i think so i think just that emergent that emergent aspect of things um because you're right the the pvp in the arena is a little bit different in terms of who you're going after sometimes Sometimes you're just going after the closest, you know, closest ship in proximity, um, yeah. for one reason or another. Um, I think I think those emergent threats. I think just that that randomization of stuff um, would would in a weird way add add layers to it, add strategy to it, add depth to it, and add a, a new challenge to it. So it's not the same old, same old. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And with that. Um, I think we're going to close up on the conversation for the arena. This whole week has been a real emphasis on the fact that Rare wants to... Uh, it, the last time they did this was around January. And it's it's been about six months since they, uh, since they kind of touched on this topic. But as the game continues to progress and grow, it's clear that they are re-emphasizing that community is important we have to support each other we don't tolerate harassment uh stream sniping hacking things like that and they want to ensure that the 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 way that they move forward with the game is going to be as much geared towards improvement on the actual game itself as uh bringing in opportunities for new types of gameplay in, in the world and it's it's nice to see that they're recommitting to this uh, you know half a year after they they kind of brought this up again um, we did get uh, a first mates lock and Jay if, if you're up for it if you're if you're willing to do the honors I would love to have you read the the first mates log from super pack absolutely here we go Twas just space Admiral Ors and I on a sloop doing the Reaper mark powder run to the west as we sailed towards sailors not for the final map, we noticed a brigantine at Mermaid Tidally. They turned to sail in our direction. I hopped off and tapped the X's, grabbing and bringing the mega keg to the ship. By this time, the brig was nearly upon us. Oars sailed against the wind, but still they pursued, attempting to harpoon and fire boarders off. We sailed north past Cannon Cove, towards a little section of tall rocks. We decided to thread the needle and harpoon turn through one of the small passages between them. The brig pursued, but their ship hit the rock, pinballing through the passage. We ducked back through the rocks again, this time heading towards Sanctuary Outpost against the wind. The brigantine attempted to fire boarders in our direction, but missed several attempts. We sailed to Sanctuary, and I hopped off with a megakhead. Even as the brigantine continued firing boarders our way, I, su- I successfully cashed in the megakeg as oars rounded Sanctuary and headed south. I missed getting back on the ship, but I was in the perfect position to board the brig, anchor them, and kill the sailor attempting to patch the vessel. I held the other two crew off just long enough for following us further to be futile. We cashed the rest of our loot in at Golden Sands uninterrupted. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> those are those are those great that's, moments. Yeah, that's that's an epic story. That's that's literally you're in the heat of the moment and you're trying to scramble to do something and it works out. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and if you actually if you join up on the uh, the Keelhaul Discord server, he's actually he recorded the entire event and posted a link uh, to the video of the actual event. So if if just hearing it from the great Captain J wasn't enough, you can actually join the server <laughs> and actually see the the entire event unfold. It's a really great video. So uh, Super Pack, thank you for for the story. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys have stories and want to share them. Um, you can always send them to to the the first mates log channel in the discord server uh, you can always send them to me directly at c-a-p-t underscore uh, l-o-g-u-n on twitter um, you can always email them to me at c-a-p-t l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com uh, and captain j uh, the crow's nest youtube channel uh, where can people find you and get a hold of you so just like that, if you search for me over on YouTube at The Crow's Nest, I pop up uh, over on, what is it? Over on Twitter, if you look for Crow's Nest underscore TCN, I'm there too. And just now, you should see me pop up on Mixer from time to time over at Mixer.com slash The Crow's Nest, just like that. No apostrophe in that one, but yeah, just look for me, The Crow's Nest. Um, I'm the one with the cool logo with the bird hidden. Now, now some of you are like, wait. There's a bird in your logo? Yep, go looking for the crow. I promise you it's there. Um, but that's me. If you find that, just come on in, stop on in, and say hi. And I'm going to have links to all of his socials as well as my own uh, in the show notes. So if you'd like to join the Crow's Nest Discord server and chat with Captain J and his crew, you're more than welcome to do so and uh, join in on the Sea of Thieves family because that's what we are. We're just a big big old pirate family and we big old pirate family love to support each other so uh pirates that's going to do it for this episode i hope you had a, a good week i hope you look forward to dark relics in the coming future as we help duke the dark lord rise to power and gain the infamy that he deserves before we bring him down uh with a mighty sword slash sometime next year uh and with that i i love you i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves